Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hetty coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. I wish you all could see Andy dancing before the show <laughs> comes on. I think we need to do some, some uh, behind-the-scenes takes sometimes. <laughs> we are ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the Internet to share the gospel throughout the world. We want you to have a magnanimous, amazing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want you to have a personal relationship with the risen Savior. doesn't matter whether you're a princess walled up in a palace in Dubai or a housewife in Encino. He'll meet you where you are. So check out the content. Read some of the books, maybe uh, some of the articles. I have a great uh, story to tell everyone of a wonderful lady I just met um, through the Internet. Uh, through our comment section. So we'd love for you to drop us a line any way in which I can help. I uh, I was telling this um, lady, I was like, you know, this is my life's mission to help people um, find their relationship with Christ and to understand he is their savior. Uh, so uh, if you, if this ministry blesses you in any way, please click the donate now button, drop a couple of pennies in the bucket. Yes, and make sure and comment. Let us know what you're thinking about the devotional uh, in regard to what A.W. Tozier has to say in this particular devotional. Remember that we're reading uh, a devotional that's meant for Christian leaders, uh, but we bring it to uh, more than that, I think, uh, through our commentary. But I think it's a good perspective. I think it's good for us to know absolutely, uh, so that we can make sure that we are following good Christian leaders. But So let us know what you think about that. Uh, let us know what you think about our comments and that whatever... Um, uh, our take is on that particular devotional and make sure and let us know if you have any prayer requests uh, so that at the towards the end of the show uh, we can make sure and include you in a prayer along with our followers all the way around the world to australia and everywhere in between uh, shout out to the australians and even encino what makes you think of encino uh it was a neighboring town i think of housewives <laughs> i think of encino okay <laughs> the other thing is go down in the description. We have a few um, uh, sponsors, and one of them is LifeWise, a great, great Christian company that makes some good supplements uh, for uh, inflammation and sleep and uh, turning back the hands of time on your face yes. and your body. Uh, make sure and uh, check them out. And uh, you can try them out, and if you don't like them, you send them back. But what do I always say? Up to this point, not one person has sent back the product. So we're still on that run. As far as I know, I got to check to make sure, but it's been over a year. Uh, and I think even if we did have one or two, I think it's still pretty remarkable. Um, and then StreamYard, uh, go to getstreamyardnow.com to try out StreamYard uh, to share whatever uh, hobby you may have, or if you want to do your own devotional and share with others, use StreamYard and you can use it for free for a period of time and, uh, and test it out. Um, and then... Open your Bibles up to, oop, there he goes, Philip, Philip, Philippians. Philippines. <laughs> New book of the Bible, Philippines. <laughs> Philippians uh, 2, 12 through 16. That's what uh, we're going to be reading through a little bit later on. It's a more of a lengthy uh, portion of Philippians 2 than uh, what Tozier is going to um, address at the very beginning. Uh, I want to actually give um, out some, uh, some good news. Well, we had a lot of people watching and all of a sudden it went down to zero. What? I wonder what happened. Yeah. I mean, there was a pretty, I mean, we we're in definitely, we we're definitely in double digits, but oh, now it's back again. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if people are, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on with the internet. 
the internets. The internets yeah. and the cell phone services. Weird. Uh, there's a lot of shen- Oh, there it went back to zero again. It's, What's happening? I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, oh, so I wanted to I wanted to make sure because we had a lot of people watching to let them know that you have taken the first step towards publishing your book. Woohoo! Uh, I want to put it out there because I, I want to make sure she doesn't stop. <laughs> oh, no, no stopping. <laughs> There is no stopping. Those numbers are jumping all over the place. Yeah, it's really crazy. <laughs> yes. So weird. Uh, but uh, that's really good news, you know, because I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to learning about you. Ah! <laughs> I think it's all stuff you already know. <laughs> and we have some great people that are uh, assisting, some good friends of mine. It's going to be a great collaboration uh, yes. between us. It's a collab. It's a collab. Uh, but it's your story. You're the author. Nice it's just, the you know, it, it helps to have good editors and marketing. And, and marketing and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, again, go to Philippians 2, 12 through 16. All right. We're going to read from, uh, again, A.W. Tozier for the Christian Leader. It's February 23rd at the time of this uh, live broadcast. And the title is Ungifted Hands. Now, that's not really, that doesn't apply to me. No. My hands are pretty gifted. Very. But are they gifted in playing the violin? I, I could if I if I wanted to. Oh, okay. I just have never tried. Oh, I can't say that. My kids have played violin and I picked yeah. it up and yeah, and I mess around. And uh, you know, I, I sound like um sticks. Uh-huh. You know the band sticks? They have a violin and that they yeah. The, the very first time I picked it up. Um, so uh, Philippians 2.13 is the reference from AEW. And, he's, and it says, and this is King James, by the way. And it says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. The important thing is that the Holy Spirit desires to take us and control us and use us in instruments and organs through whom... He can express himself in the body of Christ. Perhaps I can use my hands as a further illustration of this truth. My hands are about average, I suppose. Perhaps a little large for the size of my body, probably because I had to do a lot of farm work when I was a boy. But there is something I must tell you about these hands. They cannot play a violin. They cannot play the organ or the piano. They cannot paint a picture. They can barely hold a screwdriver to a small to do a small repair job to keep things from falling apart at home. I have ungifted hands. You will agree that it would be foolish for me to try to bring forth any delightful organ music using such ungifted hands. Is it not appalling then to think that we allow this very thing to happen in the body of Christ? We enlist people and tell them to, to get busy doing God's work failing to realize the necessity of the spirit's control in functioning if there is to be a spiritual result. Move in our midst, O Holy Spirit, that everyone in the body may actively serve, each one using the gift they have been given for your service. Amen. Let me put the emphasis on where this particular devotional's uh, target is, and that is on Christian leaders, people putting together a ministry or a church. It applies to volunteers too. The volunteers. Yeah. That when you are placing people into positions of leadership and. They'll make the plumber the chef. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. 
Pretty, pretty good. Pretty sound he, advice. He may forget to wash his hands. Exactly. Pretty sound advice. Um, people may think it's racist, but you know. Yeah, don't make an ungifted person necessarily the associate pastor. Yeah. Uh, make sure you put somebody that's anointed in. How many crappy people have we met that are ushers? Oh. You know. Or been doing it too long. Or There's that too. Oh yeah, doing it too long. <laughs> Maybe at the beginning they were this good. This position is not suited for you. Really, it's not. You should it, not be the greeter at the door of the church. It's like I, the. I like, it's, to, I like to request an employee change. <laughs> it's like at the McDonald's. The other day, I was there with the kids, and uh, and you go to the drive-up, you know, speaker, and you hear, "That's been time, time." But I said, "Nico, and I go, I, "I'm sorry. What'd you say?" <laughs> I, I go, "Why?" I and I tell my, my doctor's kids, office that that happened. I go, "Why?" Why do you put the person that can't right. speak English in the position of speaking to the customers? What, that that should not be their first contact with your company. That you can't understand a word they're saying, and you just get frustrated and say, "Forget it," um, and You're back up. In the line, though, you can't back up. Sometimes you can. Sometimes I, I have. It's hard. Yeah. So. They know that you're a captive body. It's like going to El Pollo Loco and they say, sorry, we're out of chicken. Yeah, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Do you, what would you like to order? And it actually <laughs> happens to us quite regularly. But um, I think it's also this whole thing about ungiftedness. I think we're, we enlist people and tell them to get busy mm-hmm. doing God's work. And yet we don't care whether there is a spiritual result. That's so serious. You know, like we put people in charge of children's ministry because mm-hmm. we just need bodies. Um, who have no business being in charge of children. Yep. Uh, I think that's um, a huge problem. I think all kinds of misplacements out of necessity for warm bodies. And then we tell ourselves these lofty spiritual excuses like, oh, it's okay, God will provide, and it'll be in and out with the Holy Spirit. We just pray about it. And we use all these Christianese to make up for just poor judgment. Well, in our meeting today about your book, you asked something that I asked when I was, that I looked for when I was writing my book. And uh-huh. that was an editor that was a Christian in a, yes. uh, somebody that had an education in, in theology. Uh, that was important to me because I, I don't. <laughs> At the time I was writing my book, especially did not have uh, the background to be able to depend on my uh analysis my analysis because i wanted to make sure and use you know good sound stories along with some scripture and things that a christian or potential christian could take away as something that is directly tied to the bible and do it well right uh, i couldn't leave that to myself mm-hmm. uh because i did not well have... i asked them i just wanted to make sure that the editor is a christian to understand my perspective correct if they didn't understand having a radical encounter with christ my book's going to make no sense to them Yes. So, of course, I mean, that's this exactly what we're talking about here is that when you're employing somebody or using somebody and you need them to do something in particular, if we if it is and for the, the church, skills. make sure they have the, the skills and the gift. Seems uh, intuitive, but you would you think know, you would think. <laughs> I like the way he says I have these ungifted hands. You don't like don't put me in charge of the violin. Right. Or repairs or repairs because <laughs> he doesn't know how to use a screwdriver. Uh, you want to get to the comments first or you want yeah. to go to the scripture? All right, let's see what people are having to say here. We're going to move this just so we can see the comments better. And it's all yours, Snooks. Okay. Hey, everyone.
everyone saying hello? We have Kate, we have Lisa and Carrie. Hello, ladies. Um, we've uh, we've missed Yvonne. Um, nice to see you again. And Philippines. <laughs> uh, Jen's like, yeah, had great news. Thank you. I yes. am super, super excited. So um kate says wow i'm jealous you have promoters and editors well done Hedy, getting started in the is the hardest part yes absolutely it is mm -hmm. absolutely the hardest part um it, the lord has literally been yelling it in my ear for over six months now so <laughs> it's time to put the pedal to the metal along with the audience along with you <laughs> <laughs> i repent of jealousy <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my KKK clan. Thank you for oh, adding an no. extra K. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you know, somebody's going to take a screen. Go ahead and go back to Kate's. I know, and that's why I'm not going to put it back up. Oh. <laughs> gifted with what if the questions to perfect. Oh, wait. Gifted with what if questions to perfect product, but don't know how to create systems. Mm -hmm. What are you saying? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You have to have the systems in order to create a, create a good product. You can have the, the product, oh. but if the systems aren't in place to make sure that you can deliver the product, at least this is what I'm getting from okay. Gary, deliver the product and support uh, for if something goes wrong with the product, that there's there's other things that are, need to be in place along with just the one thing. Okay. The gotcha. supporting. Hey, Kevin. Yes. Hi, from Michigan. Andy's actually going to be in Michigan. I am? Yeah. When? And... Uh... <laughs> End of February. Oh. Yes. Am I anywhere near Kevin? Fenton? You're not gonna be near Fenton. No. But Kevin is a couple miles east, west, or south. South. Either he's either east, west, north, or south of Fenton. Yeah. <laughs> One of those directions. And you got it. Yeah. Yes, I, know, I don't get I'm slow on the uptake sometimes. <laughs> If it's not in my field of expertise, it's very hard for me to grasp. <laughs> I like when you look at me like, uh-huh. What are you uh huh about? Well, because it's, <laughs> I love it when you do that. <laughs> oh, boy. If I don't get it, how do you get it? You know, I'm smart like that. Yvonne says, I can't imagine getting started to write a book. It's a daunting task. What is the title? Well, um, my editors are going to help me decide on the final title. But um, to be fair, the start of the book is articles that I've written for the Christian Post for two and a half years. So it's basically, um, and I have a screenplay uh, for a movie I wanted to do about my story. So it's a, it's a little bit of a memoir and a little bit of a self-help, a Christian kind of overcoming, achieving victory. But um, Living Fearless will be in the title somewhere uh, for branding purposes. But... From yeah, the desert so. to the sea. I am not going <laughs> to say I can't. I started in the desert. Maybe from the palm trees to the sea. but From Fenton to Yorba Linda. There you go. <laughs> Carrie says, I got paid to break computer systems. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, that's what we talk about <clears throat> when... Thank you. Um when we uh, in the past when i've created you know online programs and things like that is that we put it out there so people will break it you you want you put it out there for a pre-launch for for Beta testing for breaking uh, on purpose because you want to make sure that it uh, you fix all those little bugs right off the bat so yes. carrie was a breaker awesome housebreaker 
Homebreaker. Oh, no. <laughs> She's been married for like donkey years. Hey, how's my hair look? I got my hair cut. Very nice. Yeah. And um, for the first time, I got a facial too. Me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. We're talking about my book right now, not your hair. <laughs> yeah, not my facial. <laughs> not your facial. Hmm. Uh, you you feel it. You left the lady speechless when you mentioned you got a facial. They were like, "You're doing what?" Yeah, uh, it was actually pretty neat. They went like this with my face. And... Yeah, you got yeah. a massage. That's a, a fa face and head massage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And anyways, <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the scripture now. Philippians 2, we're going to go through 12 through 16, very famous passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my beloved, this is Paul talking. As you have always obeyed, not as just in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works both in you to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining or disputing or as other versions say, grumbling, mm -hmm. that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you should shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. So yep. some things I want to point out. Yep. Um, that you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, we don't work to get saved. What he means is after you've been saved, honor that salvation and work towards your sanctification and keeping the word in your life and obeying God's commandments. So it's having a reverence for the fact that God um, is with you. And as Pastor Josh was saying yesterday in our community group about abiding in you and abiding in me, is that it is, um, it is a gift that he's always with you and never leaves you. So don't embarrass him as a result of the fact that he's always present um, and live your life accordingly to honor the fact that he's always present. Um, and then the, the other thing I wanted to add is that it is Paul saying to us basically, just don't embarrass me. And can you imagine that Paul stands at the doors of heaven and thinks, oh my God, there's, there's John. He is so embarrassing. Like, how did he, how did he even make it in here? I can't even, believe, I can't, really? You're still here? You know what I mean? Like, you just don't want poor Apostle Paul to be embarrassed when we come into the kingdom. Like, you actually made it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. The other thing from last night, and I'm glad you brought that up, because that's what I immediately thought about, is that there was the one question about what is it that you want, um, what passion desire what desire thank you what desire do you want god to bring into your life and immediately um i thought about the uh the the practice of waking up every morning with god reading the bible yes um <clears throat> and then even maybe doing a little bit of research and and looking further into whatever it is you read to really get to know him and, and develop that relationship um, and in the beginning, it can be a little daunting. It, it's you're waking up a little bit earlier. You are either like, I'd like to go somewhere and get away from the distractions of being in the house, or even if it's just going downstairs or even just sitting up in bed, whatever that is, 
that's that creation of that that strong desire yes. to do it that you have that you you not only want to do it but it's almost this feeling of this is my passion now this is what i want Amen. to do um and then in our discussion there's possibly some people in our group that aren't quite there that when yes. you bring it up to them and go oh you know you see right away like oh i just have such a hard time like so immediately the defeat um is is what i feel like this is telling me is how do we move from complaining and feeling as if it's work spending time with god like where where when does that happen is it is it should it happen and if you're born again shouldn't you not have that feeling i've watched you change mm. because you used to and everybody in this audience can attest to that yes you used to complain that you had the same problem I want to read so bad. I don't know why I don't read. I got to read. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it just hit you. Yeah. So, so what is that? That's what I'm, I mean. Like, so what is it? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it, of course it is. God? Or what is it that is changed in me? Is it the... the I think it's the sanctification process. Mm. It's the working out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's the way Pastor Jack, I, but Pastor Jack's so good at describing the tension between the human being and his desires and the Holy Spirit. Mm. He describes that constantly so that we know whether we're born again and believers or not. So he's like, you want to do this, but there's this, the spirit in you that's saying, oh, you really want to do that? Or the spirit's nudging you towards doing something. I'm like, wait, I'd rather do something else. But the spirit's like, oh, read, no get up read that tension and that's what makes you aware of the presence of the holy spirit in your life and so even in your discussions of it it was clear the tension was there the spirit finally won mm. basically and so we pray that for every believer that yeah. in every battle of their life the spirit eventually wins so happy Right. Amen. <laughs> so am I. I mean, I, I can really tell the difference because when I read now, I can see it and I, and I, I'm absorbing it. That's awesome. Unlike before, like the, the, where I'm at in Exodus and uh, what, what's the, what's one after Exodus? <laughs> numbers or Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Uh, oh my gosh, I had my, my, where I'm at. Um, but it's, it's talking about leprosy, what it is you need to do when you have leprosy and you look at the sores. Like I, I've never seen this before, but it's deep, isn't it? It's talking about what the sore looks like and if it turns white and if your hair that is in that sore turns white, then you're unclean. And then what you, have, right? and then they put you in a, you have to leave the tent yeah. <laughs> it's and sleep outside. <laughs> For like weeks. <laughs> and then it talks about your your house on the inside. Your house can get sores and leprosy, essentially, is what it's saying. Is that yeah, that yeah. there's these molds yeah. and things that, that can happen, and then you need to, you know, vacate the house for a period of time, and then you wait seven days and you come back in if they've gotten better or worse, depending on you know, whatever. Uh, and then it becomes unclean or clean. Leviticus. Leviticus. Yes. Okay, but I, it's, <laughs> it just but I, I just uh, was, is are you sure that Exodus is before that? Uh, well, it's in the order. I'm, I'm the in the daily. It's the order of your Bible. Okay, it, that's the daily devotional that I'm in, not necessarily the Bible. Okay. Just the devotional that I'm in. 
because it went from Exodus to Leviticus, and that's where we're at right now. Um, but it's so interesting to see things. Yes. No, you're right. It goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Sorry about that. Yeah. Numbers thing, Your Honor. Yeah, but it's so interesting to uh, to see these. This it's like a brand new book that I, I actually have read before. <laughs> Isn't that so so it's crazy? I can go. I don't recall pages and pages of all of these things how to kill a lamb and then if you can't afford a lamb then you need to get some wheat or some flour and it, it's a, or a, a bird right then it goes to bird Birds. and then it goes to the it's it's wild that i love it isn't it i love it, it it's people hate leviticus but i think the laws of leviticus is fascinating i mean i'm a jurist by training so yeah but uh, I just love the laws. It just makes you appreciate Jesus even more than. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I mean, I think that's the point. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I felt like the whole time I read it. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Can you imagine if we were do still doing that? Crazy things. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's get to some of these uh, comments. I think we go uh, up to here somewhere. Uh, Andy, your personality is very much like Eddie's. Oh. You like, uh, you're funny and you like facials. Well, it's the first one. I like my first experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carrie goes to the least comfortable place. She goes to the garage. Oh my God, you do oh. your Bible reading in the garage? Well, some people have pretty nice garages, so yeah, you can't assume it's a like it's, it's like Biden's garage. <laughs> uh, Andy has been growing in the Holy Spirit, not us. It is God. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Jesus time is when you feel most receptive and mornings are not that for me. Afternoon is my best time. Oh, oh. my goodness. I've never heard that. I've heard evening and morning. I've never heard afternoon. Oh, Jan was helping out with Leviticus. Yes. She's so right. <laughs> Thank you, I Jan. I was still on Yvonne's comment. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Jan was helping out with Leviticus. And Carrie says she remembers your homeless guy dilemma. Yes. Feed him and not feed him. I saw him yesterday. Yesterday morning. Do you still kick him some? I asked him if he, I go, do you need any food? He goes, oh, I already had some. Oh, nice. Look yeah. at that. Is go it? outside the city. Yes, the Le Leviticus laws. Gotta love yeah. them. Uh, Lisa says, the fellowship helps, especially with gratitude, when you get to see people change like Andy. And I see and witness people going ups and downs. The way we talk, I know I'm with my family. Oh, that's so sweet, mm. Lisa. Thank you. That's so, um, that's so nice to hear. And Carrie's in agreement. Thank you, Carrie. We love that. And she said, no, she has a very plain old garage. As soon as you said some people have nice garages, I started thinking of those um, lifetime shows, like the people mm -hmm. who do stuff in their garages that have like these fancy floors yeah. and all the tools and these special cases. I, I suddenly thought of that. But she's like, no, it's a plain garage. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I had one. I, had, I loved my one garage in Riverside. It was a wood shop. It had all the tools and. And things like that. It was my, I love walking in there because it smelled like wood. Nice. Smelled like man. Like uh, Timmy, the tool tool man. With, tool time with Timmy. Budweiser smell? Uh, maybe a little yeah. bit of that too. <laughs> no Budweiser. I, I uh, never never was a Budweiser fan, but um, but I know what you're talking about. That beer smell. Right. A little bit, but more wood. A lot of times burnt wood because I would leave the wood on the blade too long and it would burn the wood <laughs> oh okay <laughs> you can't do that like you just work too slow speaking of do you ever make cedar plank salmon i, I have find some yeah. cedar planks yeah you, you wet it you wet you wet the cedar and yeah it's been a while but yes oh, okay especially with a friend of mine up in washington outside of uh 
just north of Oregon across the, yeah, doesn't matter where it was, does it? No. <laughs> uh, Yvonne's saying he lost me at the, yeah. Uh, Yvonne's saying our garage is filled with a 67 Mustang oh. and parts and more parts. We just have uh, exercise equipment and suitcases. And then a motorcycle with a flat tire. Yes. I love woodworking too, but not the man smell. Oh. <laughs> I wore deodorant, so there wasn't that kind of smell. Yeah, and he surprisingly has no body smell. It's actually kind of a cool thing. Yeah, when you've hung around Muslims all your life. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's no joke. Like, B.O. was a real thing. It was really uh, overwhelming at times. I had to leave a city 10,000 oh, so miles sorry. away over that. <laughs> so sorry. Smells, you know, ever since you told me about your experience at, Mecca. Uh, at Mecca. That's what made me think oh my me. gosh. When we, we like, we love a lot of shows that have, uh, you know, uh, terrorism themes. <laughs> terrorist themes. And at some point they show Mecca right. uh, or something like it. Uh, and every and time I, I, smell. Oh, I, 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 it's like scratch and sniff. Yeah. Like I smell. <laughs> It literally turns into scratch and sniff. First both, <laughs> even though he never smelt it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've been in enough homes. Right. As a police officer, you go into some nasty homes. Oh my god. And you wonder, like, do they even smell? I mean, they probably they live there, they've lived there so long that they no longer smell. It's kind of like the cat litter. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I smell the cat litter. But I don't. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, some people just live nasty lives. And you just go. Yeah. My mom had a had a nose that she could smell something from a mile away. And so I think I got some of that nose. Yeah, you did. And sure. uh, as a rookie, you had to go into all the homes and you had to give people CPR that you knew were dead. Uh, it, yeah, it was always, you know, that's what I was, as a rookie. Still, you, do you think these days they still do that? I doubt it. But you kind of, you do it, uh, it's PR. It's public relations. But I think now Because everybody know. that's there for their, their dead one, their oh, dead one, <laughs> their, their dead one, their loved one. <laughs> Who is now dead? Is they want to see you do something, like at least try to revive them or try. You got to make sense. Yeah, and you got some people that have cancer, and you're doing and you're doing uh, the chest compressions, and the ribs are breaking, and you're barely touching them. I mean, it was horrible. I'm so sorry. This is really dark, but <laughs> it's the life of a police officer. Yes. But my point was is that when you get a little seniority, then you no longer have to do it anymore. You just send the yeah, rookies yeah. <laughs> Hey, go, you go check that out. That looks like it smells great. <laughs> you go put the toe tag on uh, for the coroner. Uh, How do we get on that subject? Right. Oh, the smell. What is nose blind people? Oh, no. people that have, uh, oh. oh, like you can't smell the, well, Carrie. Well, the nose of a blind person is, is very, uh, oh, it's like a dog. Means. It's like the nose of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> they can smell stuff. Uh, when you get pregnant, do you have that, the, that issue? Um, I know Only pregnant women. Smells. Oh, really? Yeah, I could not stand the smell of eggs and coffee. I did not want to smell. I couldn't. That's how I knew I was pregnant, actually, because I was like, what is happening? I couldn't drink my cup of mm. coffee because the smell uh, made me nauseous. <laughs> I have to bring up my ex-wife. I hope you don't mind. Sure. So she, when she was pregnant on our honeymoon. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that shotgun marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know she was pregnant until we were on the honeymoon. But she knew. Yes. So we get them and she tells me she's pregnant. Um, but in Ireland, they burn um, uh, soil, right? The, 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 what they burn in the, in the stoves is a mixture of grass and kind oh, of mud. To cook it? Just 
for heat in homes. Oh. So the entire country smells like burning wet, oh. wet hay along with some dirt. With manure or? No, or? just like dirt. It just smells, it doesn't smell great. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but it's because of all the fires that they're burning in people's homes. Um, and uh, it just so happens with her nose that that was killing her. And she could not wait to leave Ireland because it, because of the enhanced. So it had nothing to do with you. Oh, you know what? You might have something there because <laughs> it wasn't that kind of honeymoon. Just so you know, yeah, it was not a honeymoon. Like, whoa, you guys are going to be busy. No, we didn't get busy at all. That was like the worst honeymoon. Like I go, I go. Wait a minute! I thought the honeymoon meant shenanigans. <laughs> It was a non-shenanigan. Well, apparently you had already taken care of the shenanigans. <laughs> so it looks like the shenanigans had already occurred. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we I'm got, sorry I brought it we up. We got through that part. Yeah. Oh, suddenly I got the vertigo came back. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to fall over in my chair. All right. <laughs> uh, so Carrie has a bloodhound nose mm. and Kate does too. Finally yeah. two nose. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if, if I you, have an average nose, I you, wouldn't say it's particularly fine too. If you have that kind of nose, you don't want to be a Muslim or a police officer, right? Or a fireman, because firemen have to go into the same places we have to go to. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad out there, folks. Um, I would have to stand outside. I'd, I'd invite people out of their house. I go, okay, can you come out here and talk to me? <laughs> I'm getting a whiff of what's in there, and I'm not going in there. I'm just not. I vote no. <laughs> oh, right. Kate's giving you a little explanation of uh, that Pete, smell. yeah, right. I'm so oh, sorry. Pete. You think I know I've been to Ireland like five times. <laughs> I should know what it's called. But yes, it's like Pete. It's Pete. Pete. Not like Pete. It is Pete. It's, it's a little bit smelly. Um, Not familiar with that. I want to, can I ask you about a phone call that you had a yes. bit, uh, uh, earlier today? Yes. I was uh, busy getting my hair done and you go, oh, and then you, I, you text me and says, Hurry, because I can't wait to tell you about a phone call I was just on. What was that all about? Well, um, folks, my um, the entire reason for my website came true um, in this phone call, where uh, most of the people that have contacted us have either been from this podcast or from Jack's podcast, Pastor mm -hmm. Jack's. Um, but she said she Googled kid turns to what do you do when your kid turns to Islam or becomes a Muslim or converts to a Muslim you know, Christian kid, something about what do I do for my kid? Hmm. Uh, and my name popped up and I was like, Oh my God, is that really how you found me? And she's like, yeah, I swear I didn't. I otherwise did not know who you were. And um, that was just such a blessing because that's, and I told her the Lord had put up on my heart, um, that I was to get his sons and daughters back. And um, that's just my life's mission. So uh, we talked about how um, her son had come to Islam and how he got involved. And we uh, talked about pointers and, on how to try to get him unentangled. Mm. And it was just such a beautiful, rewarding. She gave me some great advice about dealing with troubled children. And uh, it was just a wonderful opportunity to pray with someone and help them as best I can. And just, I, I, in the prayer I said to God, I was like, wow, you are so, um, 
you do the miraculous where you bring people together who in no other circumstance in this world would ever have known each other and you bring their hearts together mm. and um, help them fulfill each other's purposes and, you know, and lift up our days. And so and, it was awesome. Where do they live? Uh, she lives in Seattle. They live in Seattle. Yeah. I thought one of the interesting things uh, that you told me is that the father of the boy, uh, he's an airline pilot. And yes. one of his best friends was on a plane uh, during 9-11 and was one of the victims uh, yes. that was stabbed. Decapitated. Decapitated. Throat was slit. Wow. Yes. And so, um, you know, as, as kids can do, mm. is that if they uh, have a particular issue with a parent, mm. um, we'll, we'll do things that, you know, in, in spite of the parent, Yes. Do, do you think that that is a possibility that this boy went to Islam because he no, knew? No, I mean, that would be way too dramatic a uh, mm. leap. I mean, I think he may be stubborn about it now because the family's so hostile to it. But uh, he was enticed by a girl. You know, he mm. had um, social and emotional disturbances, um, had a difficult time making friends, had a difficult life found a girl, fell in love. She was like, you can't touch me and blah, 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 until you convert. And he was like, okay, whatever I got to do to get this prize, you know? Um, but now untangling that, even though the relationship failed, uh, could be stubbornness, mm. I think for sure. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And in um, whether you can, whether the mom can, uh, bring their son back from Islam back to her arms in the arms of Jesus um, is one thing that would be amazing. Yeah. But I, but I think importantly enough is that you, she has somebody that understands what she's going through because it's not something that's easy for a parent going through it that they can just go out and share. Oh, Guess what? My son is in Islam. Like it's not it's very. It's a. It's like a hidden secret of families right now. Mm. And I, um, I was telling Andy I wanted to ask Pastor Bob if we can create some kind of support group or something because I think so many people are actually struggling with prodigals, yeah, uh, one way or another. We have a prodigal prayer group, but I think addressing the specific issue of kids leaving the faith, um. I think is is an important one to address that because there's all these kinds of tips I think you can give um, families that are struggling with that. And I, I had mentioned, I'm sure on the podcast too, that one time when I went to a church and I talked to the host about, well, how many people do you think are struggling with a child or a loved one that went to Islam? And she said, I don't know if there's any, maybe one. And when I asked the room, it was a good 10 people in the room hmm. that had that problem. Yeah. So um, I think a lot more people are struggling with it than we know. Like they the, struggle in silence. The first time I went with you when you were speaking somewhere, then it might have been Chino Hills, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. I think was the first place where you spoke on this subject. Uh -huh. And I was really surprised at how uh, you know I thought you would end the speech and then we would walk out. But so many people wanted to talk about it because they either had a family member or a friend or, or somebody that they knew. Or you know, it was literally yeah. herself. And I was going, wow. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. And we had a good, and you had a, a full room, standing right. room only. And that's Chino, conservative yeah. Christian families. Wow. You know? So there are a lot more people struggling with it. 
is there next steps that you have with her? Is there like another? Uh, no, just go back to her family, talk to her, you know, her son and um, friends that they know nearby mm -hmm. that could help. And then just to make myself available if I could do anything in the future. Wow. But a few comments there. Yeah. So is Kate says something's going on good with her website too. She's getting a lot of traffic from around the world. That is fantastic. I love that. That's, that is great. What's the website again? Uh, Kate. Kate, will you put in the uh, comments the website address, please? Yes. Um, Lisa said, so amazing how easily even a seasoned saint can forget how awesome is the power of God. Yeah, and just, Lisa, just also having an interaction with a complete stranger where you feel his power and his presence is so awesome, too. It's rejuvenating, I think, for um, a new saint or a seasoned saint. It's just always awesome to see God on the move. Um, just like Abram and Sarah waited 25 plus years to have a baby in their 90s, it's a crazy, we have a crazy, wonderful God. Amen. <laughs> it's awesome having a prodigal website. Many prodigals find it difficult to cross the divide back. Yeah, so true. Um, Kevin says, one of my best friend's son, a PhD, converted to Islam about 25 years ago. Went to Catholic school, worked at a pizza place owned by Muslims. And when he was about 21, he told his family he converted. Oh. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. And I... I, I was explaining to her as, as I've written in several articles, what I, what I've gleaned from conversations I've had plus watching because the Lord had put that on my heart, um, to get his sons and daughters back. I needed to understand how they left. Um, I unfortunately was the cause of many, many Christians leaving, um, Christianity for Islam. Uh, so I have that experience as well, but, um, just being able to point out some some problems that lead to why they leave, um, solving those issues can maybe possibly bring them back. I don't know. You were kind of like a Paul. I was. You weren't yes. killing anybody. No. <laughs> I wasn't persecuting. But I was stealing. Stealing Christians. Uh, yeah. And but you came back with a with a fire. A love for Jesus that uh, is beyond. It's awesome. Thank you, Lovey. Yeah. Lisa, Darcy and I are going through great comfort telling other people about the gospel and answering questions and practicing on each other. Oh, wow. So that would be a great prayer request, too, to help keep us on track. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. What a great project, Lisa. I got to uh, look into Ray Comfort more often. I, I He's uh, spoken at... Uh, uh, oh, Chima yeah. Hills and Jack loves him. And Jack really likes him a lot. I just got to spend more time with him. Prodigal support is important. Amen. Uh, Lisa says, I talk to every Uber driver and leave invitation cards to my church and God calling cards from Barry McGuire and all hmm. the cars that I ride in and talk randomly from pe to people from time to time. That's great. That's fantastic. Yep. Yes. And Carrie says, Amen. All right. And, uh, Kate says, Amen to Carrie's comment. <laughs> Yes. All right. Want to pray? Yes. Um, I'm just going to, we don't, uh, other than Lisa's prayer, I'm just going to run through the prayers that I know we have for good health of people. and Your new friend from tonight? My new friend. Yeah. Uh, and our home church Sunday. Yes. 
Dear Lord, uh, you are a good and faithful God. You can bring um, your sons and daughters back from wherever they go, wherever um, they drift away. Um, you will leave the 99 to find the one. And uh, we're so grateful for that, that you will never leave us or forsake us. And you have a plan and a purpose for our lives, not to harm us, but to prosper us and for our children and for our loved ones, Lord. And so we ask all those prodigals that are out there drinking, womanizing, uh, living a gay lifestyle, going to cults or religions outside of a relationship with Christ, Lord, that you call your children back to you. And may we be instruments of change. May we be the, the vehicle by which we bring uh, children or other lost ones back to, into the fold, whether they're our own or they're somebody else's, Lord. May we be strong and courageous in uh, preaching your gospel, but also just being an oasis of safety where uh, they can come to us and find um, the truth of the gospel and find love and find compassion. Uh, we ask that you bless um, Kate in particular, who has such an amazing testimony and who um, has such a heart for prodigals and those that are lost that she may be mightily used for your purposes, Lord, and carry um, Yvonne, Lisa, all of us, Lord, that are at your service, that offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. May we be used for the kingdom of God and to expand the kingdom of God. We also ask for good health for Kate and for Carrie, um, that you continue to heal their ailments, Lord, and give them um, victory in their own well-being. And Andy, you continue to heal his um, ear problems, Lord, and general well-being, Lord. We ask for strong for strong bodies so that we may serve the kingdom well. Uh, we love you and we honor you with all that we are and that we do. And oh, Lisa and Darcy, that you that you empower them with the power of the gospel, that you give them the words that you've engraved on their hearts already, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will remind them of what they need to say um, at the right moment to the right person, Lord, and give them discernment. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jan. I will actually add uh, Jim also to my um, prayers tonight. Uh, Lisa says, I will never, ever forget how I was introduced to Hedia for Pastor Jack's interview. And that's how I got renewed that day and being renewed every time I get fellowship with you guys. Oh, oh you're so God. sweet. That's Thank awesome. you, Lisa. We love you. Um. And uh, bless everyone here, Yvonne says. Love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Sunday. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Take care. And goodbye. <laughs>